hour number three of the Bill Michael Show. We are live. We're at Stoley's Hog Alley. We are in Lake Country. Come on by and say hi. Be glad to, uh, they're glad to feed you. It's a fish fry Friday. Whether it's perch or walleye or the uh, shrimp skewers, clam chowder, they've got it all. Come on by and say hello on this afternoon. Or any Friday, for that matter. And uh, they've been doing the, the tradition out here for Stoley's has been fantastic for, God, almost two decades. So, uh, tremendous place. And then newly renovated. It's expanded. And like I said, I can't wait for the summer to get here for the upstairs, the outside deck to uh, to be open. And it'd be sunny and warm and to be able to enjoy some stuff up there, too. So, uh, come on out and say it's just a fantastic place. It's not just like a biker place or anything like that, even though it does look more biker-esque. But, uh, you know, you, you got kids in here. You got families in here. It's always a fun time, and it's always great. So, come on by and, and say hi. So, Ben Kenny producing the program. Ben what is the Aaron Rodgers controversy you speak of? Bill, people have been reaching out to me all day today about this, actually. So he's oh, out geez, at here we go. He's out at Pebble Beach, as we know, playing right. some golf. Him and Ben Silverman tied for fifth after the first round. They shot ten under, which means Rodgers had a great day because Silverman shot one over. It was not a good day for okay. the pro. It means Rodgers was somewhat dialed. So there's chatter right. about how well he's playing. Uh, and uh, people are questioning the score. And I'll tell you why. If, if you go to Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay Country Club page, he's listed as a 3.5 handicap. Uh, and he has played down to a 2.4 at times. And then if you go to the page of the tournament, he's listed as a 10. Meaning he's getting okay. shots from somewhere. Either he's playing and, and listen, the handicap, it could be slope adjusted. But if you adjust a three and a half to what Pebble has, he would then be listed as an eight or an eight five, not a ten. So there, there's okay. some ballooning of the handicap going on that I don't know if I could stand for. Um, <laughs> just this is so wild. Uh, so I thought you were going to bring up the fact that he's actually playing pretty well. And people are going nuts saying, well, I guess his thumb's not hurt now. And I'm thinking his thumb, correct me if I'm wrong, was on the last play of the Giants game in London on October 9th. So we're talking more than three months. And normally for a a fracture to heal is four to six weeks. We're talking now, what, 12? So not only is it it healed, but it's it's, it's a month and a half beyond healed. So I, I'm not overly concerned about that. But you're more concerned about the fact that uh, you think he's fudging numbers to get a better handicap to therefore gain points on the course today. Correct. Now you're, you're getting you're – getting, you're, you're, you're starting to kind of insinuate that you're lumping him in with Patrick Reed at this point. No, 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 no. There's a, there's a big difference between, <laughs> um, between pumping a handicap up. And, and listen, there could be some weird process they have that has done it. It might not be him. Okay. But a big difference between that and objectively cheating and, and improving okay. your situation. But, yeah, nothing to do with football here. I just I, – Gotcha. I wonder how he suddenly ballooned from a 3-5 to a 10. Um, That's all. Maybe, maybe he was actually golfing somewhere during the thumb. And therefore, it left his handicap to begin to balloon. I mean, I'd hope not. He's in season. I would hope he's focusing on right? football at that point. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, Bill, maybe the maybe the controversy is that he's playing so well right now 
which means right? he wasn't. It, which means he was playing all season. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe don't know. he. Uh, maybe he. Maybe that's the reason Romo seems like he's eating gummies, because Romo's upset because Romo's always wanted to get on the PGA Tour, not able to do so. Rogers is playing extremely well. Maybe he and Rogers got together. Rogers took him for all his money. Romo is now broke and disheveled and eating gummies because of it. Yeah, all jokes aside, Tony Romo is a plus 1.6, which is I, like bordering on. Maybe he could make it on some pro circuits. So I think it's clear yeah. where his time is devoted to. Right. But anyway. Ah, uh, good point. So you go deep, man. You you go deep. I'm just focusing on the important <laughs> things. Just, you go deep. No, I, I hey, it's important. You know, it, the one thing is he hasn't said anything on the course like, you know, love the Packers going back, you know, like sneezing or anything like that to where we can make something out that would lead us to believe he's made his decision. So, um, you know, nothing said on the Pat McAfee show today. Nobody's come on with like a hint or anything like that. Everything's been kind of quiet. But you're uh, you're worried about his golf handicap. Okay, I, I guess I can see that. Not a bad golfer. You know, you can get out and swing it with him a little bit. Ben, are you in that uh, same element? How come it is that, and I've always said this, that, look, some athletes are just athletes. They just they just have it. You know, they can do certain things. I'm not there. I've always been able to. I don't necessarily go out and work on my game. I guess if I did, I, I would certainly be better at it. But I just go out and play. Some days I shoot really well. I'll shoot mid-80s, low-80s. Some day I'll go out and I'll shoot 95, you know, whatever. Uh, it's nothing overwhelmingly horrific. Uh, but, like, it, it, pitchers uh, are usually pretty good at golf. Uh, quarterbacks usually pretty good at golf. Wide receivers usually pretty good at golf. Um, you know, w- what is it about those athletic types that just make them better golfers? Which is why, Ben, you being uh, the wannabe catcher that you are, uh, I don't know a whole lot of catchers that are great at golf. Huh. I could find I'm a just, couple. I'm just drawing the correlations here. I think the correlation is they have money. And time. Yeah? Oh, ah, there you go. Probably time. If I had that time and money, I think I'd yeah. be good. But Probably time. I have neither. Yeah. They always say once you start to really put on the bulk muscle, if you're an offensive lineman, uh, maybe in the catching area or something, that you it, it takes away from your swing. So, uh, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> let's, so, let's go to Derek listening to us in Albany. Derek, bring some sense and sensibility to the program, man. What's going on? Well, I wasn't going to talk about golf, but I'll get to the football in a moment, Bill. But, uh, Ben, you're not old enough to have seen what Bill probably saw in the late 80s. Remember that thing, Bill, Dorf on golf? It was Tim Conway. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Ben, Ben, you got to look that up. It's called Dorf on golf. It's hysterically yeah. funny. It sounds Google. terrible. Oh, it, no, no. Yeah, it, well, it is. No, it's, it's a good. satire. Yeah. It's very funny. And Alice Cooper, about 15 years ago, was about two shots away from making the pro tour. Alice yeah, Cooper. Alice Cooper. Rocker. Yeah. Tat- tattooed mascara and all. Oh, yeah. They said he was serious. It was unbelievable. Yep. Hey, a couple points here. Um, I've developed kind of a man crush on Michael Meyer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. I think that guy, yep. he, he, you know what he looks like, Bill? He Point. looks like a, a faster version of uh, Mark Bavaro. He, he reminds me of Mark Bavaro. Oh, well, that's going Max, to the Wayback Machine there. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm 65, man. I've been watching football a hell of a long time. But, um, you know, I talked to uh, Ben off air, and I, I told him that uh, I like Max Duggan as a, as a draft choice of the Packers. I said, Christ, if he's there in the third or fourth round, and Ben said, third or fourth round, he might be there in the sixth. Doesn't he remind you, uh, Bill, his traits kind of a, like a Favre kind of guy? 
you know, hard as big as a wash tub, big arm, but not that accurate. Somebody no. wanted to develop him. <laughs> you don't think so? No, I I think that it, that would be a good comparison. He would be more of, yeah, because Favre wasn't going to be a guy that was going to be drafted. And who knew what Favre was going to be when they drafted him? You know, nobody expected that. Ron so Wolf. I look Ron, at, Wolf I, I, Ron Wolf did. So big arm, big heart, a lot, uh, lot, of, lot of grit, so to speak. I can understand that. Uh, but very, very, very raw. I don't know. And the other aspect of it is, is do you get that, that uh, win-at-all-cost mentality? Right. And the one guy I think the Packers should not let go, no matter what happens, whether Rodgers comes back or not, the one guy they can't let go of, let, keep him another year, is Aaron Jones. I, no, I would agree with that. He's, and he's still one of your best weapons. Yeah. Hey, you great know? show, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Talk to you. He drops off. Yeah, if you go to, to – to, and I have finally started to look a little bit to the NFL draft. Not that I really want to get that heavily into it, but, you know, when you start to look at the tight end draft class, which is really good this year, and Mayer, he's the, the top-rated tight end, and you talk about guys that look at him as a complete player. Um, I think he had nine touchdowns for Notre Dame this year. But the biggest thing about Mayer is, one, he can block. He's, he's not a terrible blocker. But he's got super long arms. Uh, as I started to watch a little bit of film on him, and I have not, like I said, I have not done a lot of study deep into the draft. So I apologize if you got somebody else better and, and you want to bring it to me, bring it to me. But uh, super long arms. I don't know what his wingspan is, but that's all they talk about. The guy's got long arms, big hands, and he, he just everything that gets thrown to him, he catches. But the big thing of, about him is, he stretches the middle of the field. He can blow past linebackers, and he can get into the seam, specifically when you're playing zone coverage, get under safeties behind linebackers with long arms because safeties, safeties specifically, corners specifically, they cannot, they, and he can jump. They cannot get as high as he can. He becomes a whole different target. He's almost, I don't know if I want to go Bavaro, I'd almost go like a, a, a you know, Jermichael Finley 2.0 with the ability to catch the football. Not necessarily with the running ability, but the ability to get into the seam and catch the football with long arms, leaping ability, apex capability. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, he also, Bill, had a really go good quarterback throwing to him last year. Not this past one, uh, the year before that. Who might, who might that be, Ben? Jack Cohn. Jack Cohn was his quarterback. Some have said he made Cohn good. Others say that yes. Cohn made Mayer good. Hard to say. <laughs> you love you some good conspiracy, don't you? You do. Uh, let's go back to it. Let's go to Market Plunger. Market Plunger, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Uh, just fine. I First of all, I have to say I was a really good quarterback and wide receiver, and I'm a trash golfer. And, hey, and I was a banker, too, so I have no excuse. <laughs> right? That's where some of the best deals in banking golfer. are made are on the golf course. Come on. <laughs> and anyway, maybe you I, were a yeah. better – rather than playing golf, maybe you were just a better drinker on the course than you were a golfer. That's, that's true. I was better – yeah, I, I was much better drinking than golfing. That was the problem right. part of it. Um, but here, here's the thing. Now, Ben, I know you were joking a little bit about the handicap, but that is a great example about this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. People creating controversy out of stuff they know nothing about. 
he just, you know, we don't know whether Pebble Beach did that. We don't know how. He didn't even know what it was. Maybe it's eight. Maybe it's eight and a half. Maybe it does translate to ten. We don't know. It's just like, uh, you know, when, when he was on uh, McAfee the other day, or no, whatever that guy's name is, uh, the, the punter, and, and he said, uh, the first thing he said was, I'd love, this, I'd love to end my career here, but I don't even know if it's my last game or this may have been my last game. And people are like, why would you say that? And then two days later, the Packers come out, and there's this rumor saying, well, they may, they're thinking about trading them. That's why he said it. He was just covering his bases. I don't know if he – I mean, obviously he wants – he likes to get people fired up, but people read way too much into what he says, and they, oh, God, don't, yeah. they, they don't care to listen to what he's saying. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, his, his ego – okay, he's got an ego. Who, he, yes. his, he, he's the problem in the clubhouse. You show me one player that has come out and said that, and until I hear that, nobody has – why? Because he makes a face you don't like after he throws a bad pass? That's why you don't like his attitude. Like, seriously, anybody that knows the man will say the exact opposite. He may have an ego, but he's one of the nicest, most respectful people you'll ever meet. And, and that, no, uh, I don't want to support him because I will trash him when he does something wrong. I'm just saying that people are reading into things that they know nothing about. And if you want to spend your time doing that, that's fine. You have to do it. I respect that. It's your job. I'm not, you know, you keep doing it. But the rest of us, no, we don't I, have to listen. I agree. No, I agree. I, I agree with you. Uh, 100%. But here I am talking about it. <laughs> right? Exactly. I was just going to say that. appreciate the phone call. I look at it this way. There are you, If you know Aaron, and obviously we've listened to him for years and years and years and years and years, he is very calculated in the things that he says. He's very calculated in the things that he does not say which is why he he's on a different plane. You do have to analyze some of the things that he says so you understand what he is trying the message he is trying to get out, okay? Because he doesn't just do things willy-nilly. He's got there there is something to everything he tells you. So you do have to go through that. But there are times when he just is being honest and he's answering a question and people want to read into it real deep as to what he's saying. You 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 know, I mean because there's some things I always ask myself, especially like, you know, you, you get into arguments or you get people that talk to you. We've all had people that we've dealt with like this in our lives where you can say something and then there's something that's added. And you ask yourself, why did they have to say that? There's an emotion there. There's a feeling. It strikes a chord with you. Why did you have to say that? You know, um, you know, you, you, you get really excited. You bring people on a trip or something, or you guys all go out and meet someplace that you're really excited about, you know, and then, you know, at the end of the night, you say, hey, did you enjoy yourself? And they're like, yeah, I had a blast. And then they proceed to say, you know, well, you know, the fish was dry and this did that and this and that, you know, but other than that, and you're thinking to yourself, did you have to say that if you had a good time? with the people around you it wasn't even a question of the restaurant but yet you're knocking the restaurant or you're knocking the people around you there's always something you ask why do you say that and sometimes i ask myself you know when it comes to aaron Rodgers, he'll answer a question and then you say why did you have to say that why did you have to end that way because remember like the other day when he said yeah you know apparently there's some of those conversations going on and which is which is true Okay, if they're just taking calls. Then he says, but without me, interesting. Now, that little comment set the world on fire. 
because now it seems like, okay, he's upset again because somebody's talking about him without him being involved. When it could have been incredibly innocuous conversations, right? But there are things that you say that draw attention, and he's very, very, very aware of it. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to have you. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. Give us a shout. We would love to have you on board out here today. We're broadcasting live at uh, at Stoley's Hog Alley. We're out here in Oconomowoc. Come on out. Uh, tremendous uh, group of people out here. Obviously, uh, one table just opened up, but uh, they do have some uh, seats at the bar. It is a Fish Fry Friday, and they have that salted rye bread, which is so awesome. And you can get perch. You can get walleye. You can get cod. You can get uh, fried cod baked cod, shrimp dinners, clam chowder. Oh, oh, so good. Oh, so good. Come on out. Stoley's Hog Alley out here in Oconomowoc. Uh, in Summit, i got to say Summit because eventually all the people from Summit are going to come in and yell at me and say it's actually in Summit. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. Swing on by and say hi. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. The restaurants are open. They're uh, changing things out. They're going to put a sports book in, hopefully by the end of uh, the year, but maybe more so August or September. They've got the gaming wide open. The bingo is wide open. 360 bar is going. Plenty of good things at the uh, stay and play packages at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This portion of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friend Lisa Lee Ortel Real Estate. Hey, by the way, congratulations to Lisa. She went on kind of a, a health uh, binge, if you will, uh, over the last year. She put some before and after pictures up over on her Facebook page. Holy mackerel, congratulations to her. But she can help you with all your real estate needs, whether you're you know looking to buy, sell, invest. Uh, real estate agent-wise, she's right here in the state of Wisconsin. You can follow her on Facebook, uh, Lisa Moves WI at gmail.com. But her team, they also specialize in loan closings, mortgage refis. They are certified convo specialists. But the biggest part about it is she uh, works with VA loans, too understands them. The VA loans, which can be tricky if you're a veteran out there uh, or you're in the military, she can help you out with that as well, big time. So if you're looking for a house, you're looking to refi, you're looking for a property to invest in, get a hold of Lisa, 414-617-6798, Lisa Lee or tell when you call her, so you also heard about it on the Bill Michael Show, but to congratulate, congratulate her on the fitness. Not just the weight loss, but the fitness. Kind of the reshaping, so to speak. I was rolling across her Facebook page the other day. I was like, wow, good for her. But Lisa Lee Ortel Realty, good, good stuff. Thanks to her for uh, being a part of the program and being one of our fine sponsors that takes us out to, to Super Bowl. So, Ben, uh, I'm getting uh, questions now. And, and so let me ask you this. If, if. The Packers would say, do a deal with Las Vegas. All right? Would you, if you get the if you get their number seven first-round pick, would you take C.J. Stroud? No. If he was available, would you take C.J. Stroud? I would not. And uh, first of all, I don't think he would be. That's a He's not going to get past four with the Colts. But I wouldn't because I think part of the purpose of doing the Rodgers deal is 
is to see what love is. You've invested all of this time into him, and uh, he's already there, so you don't need to use it on him. I would either take, uh, what, a, a great defensive lineman, maybe a wide receiver, maybe I'd trade back and try to get more picks, and then you, I would like to go into next year, which is set to be a better quarterback draft, by all indications, with a lot of ammunition. Who is the better quarterback, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? I mean, even the guy out of Kentucky, that Levi's, he's oh. another guy that a lot of people are talking about, and I'm not a fan of his at all. No, I'll he be is. I, I mean, I've, I've watched enough of him. I, I don't think he's any good. He's a project, what? but I don't think he's any good. You, you like Richardson out of Florida? I think Richardson out of Florida is better than Will Levi's. Uh, I, I don't really like either of them, frankly. Where Richard- I think he's better. I never said I liked him. I yeah, said yeah. he's better. Richardson's an athlete where, like, he, he brings the pure speed-power combo, and you would hope mm-hmm. that he can round into throwing. He, he has a Cam Newton-like game with maybe less accuracy and arm strength than Cam Newton. Yeah. And we saw how long that lasted. Levis is just a – he's a wild card. Um, if I were if, – if we did that deal, I'm not I, – I just – obviously you're not taking a quarterback. Um, you would assume you're not, but maybe you, maybe you do. Maybe you take a stab at it. You bring him in, let him compete with Jordan Love, and you know, then you got a backup in case Jordan Love fails. You don't have to extend him any further. Then you've already got a guy sitting there in the first round that you can grab and develop him in. And that way, you don't, you're not, you know, you you have. Plus, he then becomes a trade chip. If you do inside, uh, do indeed decide to get rid of him. However, would you take Nigba out of Ohio State at a wide receiver position? Oh, easily. I mean, he in a heartbeat. I think he's getting slept on kind of like Micah Parsons did. Because remember, Parsons sat out the COVID year at Penn State. Everyone noted character concerns for sitting out. He got drafted high, but he fell a bit. And look what he's become. Mm -hmm. Jackson Smith and Jigba was injured all season. And people tried to even uh, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, tried to bring up character concerns that he wasn't rushing back to be with Ohio State in the semifinal game. His his ham his hamstring was messed up all season, but when he was right. out there last year, it was him, Alave, and Garrett Wilson in 2021, and he was the best of all three. And look at what the other yeah. two are doing in the league. I'm all over right. him. I would pick him. Uh, the other one uh, I got asked about is Quentin Johnson out of TCU. I like him. I really do. I don't know what his. I I don't think his ceiling is 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 as high. As Smith and Jigba. That's not a knock on him. I just don't think his ceiling is as high. Would you agree? I think he is closer to a Christian Watson type player in that it's his speed that is really his strength and maybe not a full wide receiver skill set, if you will, which is I I think he's going to be a good player. But I think Smith and Jigba fits so much more. Uh, the other guy that I, I know it's not a popular pick, but if he's sitting there, I'd go after Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern in a heartbeat. The big tackle now, he play, he's a left tackle. So, you know, he then becomes maybe the incumbent if, uh, or not the incumbent, but maybe the uh, the next man up, so to speak, if indeed you move on from Bakhtiari. But that might not be a bad way to go. But if he can also play right tackle, maybe then you got Zach Tom as your backup. Because Zach Tom's more of a guard. He played admirably on the outside, but he's more of a guard. And if you can uh, make Skaronsky your right tackle while you have Bakhtiari, and then when Bakhtiari decides to, you know, 
move on or the Packers move on for Bakhtiari, then you've got Skaronsky there waiting in the wings. But that might be a direction I go to because then you're fortifying. Because, you know, Gudikin said it. He said, look, it's hard to – it's hard to find good left tackles, and I think Skaronsky would be, not to mention a name like Skaronsky. How can you not be a good, you know, a good offensive lineman? You know what I mean? But uh, that would be the way I'd go. So anyway, I I, I didn't want to get too deep into the draft, but we, we, you know, the minute we start bringing up players, everybody all of a sudden, you know, starts to come out with a guy that they like. Real you know quick I mean? on Skaronsky, I we've had yeah. a couple Wisconsin players out at our show at Monks and. Uh, there are some people talking about him moving to guard, but I, w- I was talking with the, the guy. Uh, some of them are outside linebackers about the best players they faced last year. And right. Dewan Jones, one of the Ohio State kids, is one of them. I think he's really good. They weren't that impressed by Skaronsky. Really? So for whatever it's worth, compared to some of the other guys they played, they didn't. They, they thought Northwestern scheme really saved him, if you will. But hmm. we'll see. Interesting. Interesting stuff because he is everybody's got him rated incredibly high, and I now again I don't I'm not a connoisseur of Northwestern football, but when I did start to watch him a little bit, um, I just watched their footwork because you can always build strength. Okay, you can always build strength. You can always build that you know that tenacity. But his footwork is really solid. It's got to get better, and he's got to get a little quicker, but. His footwork is solid, and if you've got a good base, you you usually turn in. You usually turn in pretty good. Turn out to be pretty good. So I'm, I'd be, uh, I, you'd be hard pressed to tell me that he's not. But then again, guys have, guys have you know faced him. Well, who knows? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, we'd love to have you. This portion of the pack, or this this portion of the program, I should say, brought to you, Joey, our buddy Joey Albanese, Albanese's Roadhouse. Uh, they announced that they are selling a property, and it's going to become a car wash, obviously enough, or oddly enough, but uh, that means they only have a few months left, and if you want to go out and say goodbye uh, to the tremendous food and everything that they have going on at Albanese's on Blue Mound Road in uh, Brookfield slash Waukesha, by all means, stop in and tell Joey and the gang, give him a hug and uh, wish him nothing but the best in whatever the next venture is going to be. Maybe there's some catering in the future or something. But, uh, boy, I tell you what, just speaking from my own personal experiences, they're right down the street from my house. And every now and then we'll just go in, get the meatball sub and the lasagna and such, and it's just so good. Uh, but go in and say hi to Joey and the gang over at Albanese's. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. pictures here uh, while we're uh, if you're watching over on the Bud Light live stream and hanging out with us we're at Stoley's Hog Alley we're out here at Lake Country Fish Fry Friday famous Fish Fry Friday so if you want to stop out and say hi please do so and in addition to that uh, don't forget our friends at Bud Light bring you the program and there's some Bud Light tchotchke stuff to give away out here today as well talking Packers football we're gonna a little bit of basketball as well as the Bucks got a nice win last night and good to see you guys good to see you guys talk about you all the time our friends uh, out here at Stoley's Hog Alley and uh, kind of the grand reopening, if you will, as uh, things are, you know, up and running and it's uh, kind of a 
long time coming, but uh, they got it back together, and, man, it's beautiful. And I, I'm just telling Jeff, I can't wait. Can't wait to get out here uh, in the summertime, man. I'm telling you what, on the upper deck, it is a uh, box of cigars, a couple of beverages, and I may be pantsless. So just uh, for those that decide to bring families out here, it might be an adult-only deck uh, upstairs later on. Point. <laughs> 877-867-1670. You want to find us, feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. Uh, 877-867-1670 uh, if you choose to do so. This is uh, a couple of different things here. Um, this is from Merlin. He said, everybody in Packers organization from management to uh, multiple players were saying how Rodgers was making just unbelievable plays in practice. They knew at that time, not much but a little praise uh, from a couple people regarding Jordan Love. I hope I'm wrong, but... And I've been saying this for a long time now. There are people that are in the Jordan Love camp. And I, I don't, you know, want to be the bucket of cold water on that enthusiasm. All I'm saying is, is I don't know what you have seen that has make you, made you go, oh, yeah, this is it. I don't think there's anybody out there that looks at this and says, oh, boy, he's, he's going to be really, really good. Now... Let me back you up, Merlin, because going back to those days, also the media was allowed to see a lot more back then. Matt LaFleur doesn't allow the media to see much. It's basically come on in, watch a stretch, go through some warm-ups. You can check off everybody that is and is not practicing. You see a couple of, you know, run-throughs, and that's it. The media gets booted out. It's not like the old days where you got to sit in and just hang out at practice for a longer period of time. Uh, it's, it's just not the same. So... Maybe you don't get a chance to see everything that Jordan Love has going on behind the scenes. But I will say this. Um, the From what we saw, go back to training camp. From what we saw going back to training camp, you saw Jordan Love from OTAs, minicamp, and a training camp. You saw Jordan Love work with the guys. You saw because he was getting all the reps, and then Rodgers came in, and it was like watching Pee Wee football versus the NFL. It just was different, and Rodgers was making throws and looking impressive. But remember, the defense also was making some plays. You know, we talked a lot about the defense uh, in this in this camp, and we thought, "Oh my God, this defense is going to be lights out, top five, You know. And it turned out it wasn't that the defense was top five. It was that the offense was bottom three. They were dysfunctional. They weren't in sync. They weren't on the same page. They weren't playing well together. And it, it just it, it wasn't a good situation. So, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to knock Jordan Love. I just look at what he did in his career, what I've seen from him so far, and there is nothing that leads me to believe there is greatness on the horizon. When I spoke with Aaron Rodgers, when I watched Aaron Rodgers, when you got a chance to see him behind closed doors, even say the game against Dallas, you know, when uh, the Packers were trailing, uh, Favre goes down with the injury, you know, and, and you see him play against Dallas, you thought, man, they had a few more minutes in that game. But Rodgers brings it back and they get a win, you know. But I, th th there was something there. 
Maybe there is, and I, if, for our sake, as a Packers fan, I hope there is for for Jordan Love. I hope there's something there. I really do, because it's much easier to talk about a winning team than it is about a losing team, and to have a legitimate shot at winning a Super Bowl and getting to a championship every year. That's the best case scenario, for not only personally as a fan, but for for the business. Um. So, but I, you're right, Merlin, that there haven't been a lot of people that went, oh God, yeah, he's a real deal. Haven't seen that and haven't heard that. Uh, Rick, you're right. Tom Clements seems to have fixed some of Jordan Love's issues. Some of the footwork has been, I, I, I will say this, the footwork has been a lot better just from what you've had a chance to see. 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, 877-867-1670. Um, some people want to talk about the win last night, uh, the Badgers men's basketball program. Uh, gets a win over Ohio State. Ohio State. Ben, uh, not a huge win by any stretch of the imagination, but one, it's a win in the Big Ten. And two, when you look at it, first of all, it's a win on the road, which is not easy. And uh, But, it, you know, obviously Ohio State was flailing. They lost seven of their last eight. The Badgers came into this losing six of their last seven. But to get a win on the road, to kind of get it back together, to put a 43 in the first half, was impressive at Value City Arena, was impressive. What was not as impressive was turning the ball over and some of the mistakes they had and some of the off-shooting they had in the second half of that game. But it's a win. And I've always said you just get a win, and sometimes those wins can give you a little bit of a springboard forward uh, and, and kind of put you back on the right path. What did you see last night? I don't know if you watched the game or not. I know you guys had the Thursday night uh, Kenny and Heilprin show. But what did you see last night? That was encouraging. Yeah, sorry to hear about your Buckeyes. They, it's been a tough <laughs> season out there. It's you know what I, I the program had a real <laughs> rise a while ago. Thad Mata had them going really really well, and they've obviously had some coaching changes, and then it just it's kind of fallen off. So oh, they Portland haven't been. Uh, yeah, they have not been you know uh, an overly uh, impressive basketball team for a while, and I don't think they're going to be. They need. They need, uh, you know, if, you, if you're Ohio State at this point in time and you're going to make another coaching change, you got to find yourself somebody. You know, you got to, you really got to find yourself somebody and quit, you know. They go after the innocuous, like they're going to be the smartest guy in the room, and sometimes you just need to find somebody, that guy, you know, somebody in a system that's going to come in and, and just not only be able to recruit, but be able to coach the talent that you have. Sometimes I don't know what the hell they're doing in just games I've seen. So anyway, I digress. Go ahead. I actually got home last night the minute Wisconsin stopped scoring, which was the last eight minutes of the game. So that was really fun to turn on and watch that stretch of basketball. But I don't know. They've, they're struggling. They're not playing good basketball, and winning a road game in the Big Ten is important. They're a couple games out of second to last place in the conference, but they're also a couple games out of fourth. So it's a true whenever you can find a win, you take it. It's a tough yeah. conference. The team clearly is not very good. Like, they they need to play at a certain level. They need to play uh, up to their full potential to win some of these games. And when they right. are a little off, it clearly goes poorly. So, I don't know. It's a good win. I, I, I hope they I make like the tournament. I like the fact that a lot of these young guys are getting opportunities and you're going to be able to draw off of that going in the next season. But um, when you look at the Big Ten – Overall, and I know this is going to piss off a lot of people. The Big Ten's down this year in basketball. It just is. 
Um, you know, you, you you know, Illinois is okay. Rutgers decent. Iowa's decent, but it's it's there's not a lot of domination coming out of the Big Ten. Indiana ranked twenty one. I think it's twenty one, if I'm not mistaken. Indiana is, but I think it's just Indiana and Purdue. Purdue number one in the country. I think it's Indiana, and that's it, right? Nobody else is ranked in the Big Ten. Oh, I don't know that, but there also are some teams that are good but keep losing. If that makes sense. No, I can understand that. You know, you're, you're on the cusp. You just got to figure out how to win games. But by the time it's all said and done, uh, beating up on one another and not having a lot of big out-of-conference wins and only a couple of ranked teams in the Big Ten, that doesn't build your RPI. You know, you need, you need some of these teams to catch fire. You'd like to see Illinois catch fire or Iowa catch fire or Michigan State get back to playing Michigan State basketball. But uh, they're they're only a game above 500 in the Big Ten, if I'm not mistaken. There's a whole bunch of teams that are sitting right there, I think, like you had mentioned, like at 7-4 at, at and four or 6-5 and five or something like that. And, um, you're, I mean, you could get on a win streak and win three games in one week, and suddenly you're you're number two in the in the conference. You know what I mean? That's That's how jumbled it is. There's Purdue and everybody else. And that's how jumbled it is right now in the Big Ten. Big Ten not as strong, nearly as strong, as they have been been in the past. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. On the other hand, though, you got uh, Marquette, and I mentioned them the other day. Marquette sitting with uh, Xavier atop the Big East, uh, ranked number fourteenth in the country. I think Xavier is a couple of notches behind them. Providence is right there. UConn's uh, ranked in the uh, in the top twenty five, so they've got some strength there. The Big Twelve got a lot of strength. Boy, the Big Twelve is just stacked. Um, there's obviously Kansas is there every year. There's TCU, there's Iowa State, there's uh, K-State, Baylor. Uh, who am I forgetting um, that is also ranked there? There's somebody else. Um, I was just looking at it. Crap. Oh, Texas, Texas. Texas is ranked as well. So they've got some teams that are right there. So um, in the Big Ten, when it comes to ranked teams, a little bit weaker this year, that's for sure. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, got Mike Clemens coming up in the next hour, so hang out for that. We are broadcasting live. We're at Stoley's Hog Alley uh, out here in Oconomowoc, and it has been great to see everybody stopping by and saying hello and saying hi to Steve and, and Stacy and Kathy and, and Mark and a couple of the people that were in the back back there a little bit earlier when I went to, over to use the facilities, we'll say, during the last commercial break. Thanks to everybody and, and Jeff and Alicia. It's been such a fun time hanging out out here with everybody. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And right now, Pella is running the deal where it's 48 months, no interest. It's that simple. For, but you only have until the end of the month, so get it booked. We know the weather is cold. We know that there's some ice forming on your windows or doors right now, and it shouldn't be. So what you do is you call Pella. You get the free in-home consultation, whether it's a door, whether it's a window. You can pick out the type, whether it's interior or exterior changes you want to make, roll screen, slider windows, di- different types. The, you know, the big, uh, the big uh, patio doors like I have, which I just absolutely love. But make the change. No interest. 48 months. That's from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them 855-PELLA-WI. 855-PELLA-WI. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Chiefs held practice yesterday, but head coach Andy Reid says they're banged up after beating the Bengals. Um, injuries, uh, McCole Hardman uh, will not practice today. I, uh, he did a great job of playing in that game. 
the other day. My heart goes out to the kid because he busted his tail. He is hurting, though. Juju had uh, has some knee swelling. He won't practice. Legereus sneeze in the concussion protocol. He won't practice. Kadarius Tony, he won't practice with the ankle sprain. Receiver McCorl Hardman suffered a pelvis injury during the AFC Championship game, and the Chiefs say he won't be able to play in the Super Bowl. In Philly, tight end Dallas Goddard talked about being drafted by the Eagles in 2018, the year after they had just won their first Super Bowl. You know, I looked up to all those guys. Um, obviously, getting to the Super Bowl is the pinnacle of this sport. Uh, winning the Super Bowl is the pinnacle of this sport. So, got to learn from a lot of guys that were here right after it. Got to hear uh, their stories, how amazing it was things like that so it just made me even more hungry to uh, get there and you know here we are and Aaron Rodgers was teeing off at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am when CBS reporter and former PGA golfer Cole Nost asked Rodgers this question hi Aaron hi Cole got any news you want to share with us not going to San Fran (laughs) you look great with a cowboy star on your helmet We'll have updates every day next week from Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. We're going to have Mike Clemens coming up here in the next hour. Looking forward to that. And uh, speaking uh, of uh, looking forward to our friends at Nice Ash, want to re- looking forward to getting J- Joey or, uh, Joette and Ricky back, uh, the owners down there at Nice Ash, as they're in Nicaragua. And I'm um, looking forward to what their experience was like doing some uh, walking through the, the tobacco fields, the big leaf fields and such for the cigars. But uh, they've got uh, entertainment down there each and every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So if you are looking for a good place to go, downtown Waukesha, 323 West Main Street, stop in. And uh, just enjoy yourself, whether it's a cigar, a good whiskey, fine whiskey, something off the tap, hookahs. They have it all, not to mention good entertainment, just good hospitality as well. Uh, 877-867-1670, This was from uh, Anthony who says, with all the coaches leaving Green Bay, what does that say about their coaching staff? Well, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. Have they launched – now, Basachi has gone through three interviews – Right in, uh, in in Indianapolis, he has not been officially hired. First and foremost, correct. Um, so that's the, you know, I understand that. Uh, the only one, the other one that left was Jerry Gray, right? Yep, to my understanding, that's it. And Jerry Gray, we we knew there were issues there. There were some ph- philosophical issues. You could just tell during the season when he would get questioned about the secondary guys that there was something going on and. He just would always defer to Joe Barry, and so you'd have to ask Joe. Uh, you know, don't ask me. No, I'm not calling it. Just ask Joe. And so you kind of got the understanding there was something going on there. But beyond that, nobody else has really left. It's not like a mass exodus, like guys are just jumping ship. There is something there, um, you know, I would assume defensively speaking. But other than that, I'm not overly, uh, you know, concerned that there is a lot of you know, people that aren't happy with Matt LaFleur and the coaching staff. Uh, Jay Qual says fans thought Rashawn Gary was a reach, but, hey, what do they know? Um, you know what? I will agree with that. I was somebody that said – now, I will say this. When you talk about an edge rusher, uh, you know, it's not Reggie White, but he's been extremely good, far better than I thought he would be. But uh, So I'll take that as a first-round wrong. I, I'll admit that. But – you know, hey, how many general managers have hit and miss on players in the first round? How many fans have guessed 
about a particular player in the first round that you said you know it's going to happen and it just didn't you know so the draft is not an exact science otherwise it'd be easy and everybody would do it right Another hour yet to go. Broadcasting live at Stoley's Hog Alley out here in Oconomowoc. Come on out. It's a fish fry Friday. And clam chowder. Hot. Warm you up. Good stuff. Made the homemade way. Made the homemade. It only comes in a bowl, too. Don't worry about cups and bowls. Just get a big bowl of it. Warm up. Good stuff from the clam chowder out here. Stoley's Hog Alley. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 